Okay, welcome everybody. This is Stuart Anderson with the Crown Council. I'm joined with Dr. Uh, David Hornbrook. David, hello. Hey, Stuart, how are you? Very good. We're uh, grateful that you join us for this Mentor of the Month. Um, it's a, a little different format, kind of a shorter mini mentor where we've asked our real S experts in the Crown Council to come on and share, you know, 20 minutes of what they feel uh, they are, are experts at. And I, I just asked David that question. And so I am going to pick what he is an expert at. Uh, he, was, <laughs> he was too humble to share uh, what he's an expert at. But, but uh, I've been around David uh, a lot the last couple of years and noticed his incredible ability to establish relationships, whether it's with other doctors, uh, his ceramic uh, expert, the, the lab, uh, patients, particularly the way that he connects with uh, the, the patients that he serves with. But um, I mean, the amount of, of skill and, and time that he has spent developing relationships is really uh, what sets you apart, David, in my opinion, uh, not to mention your ability to create beautiful smiles. But, but that's kind of where we're going to focus today. Um, uh, so, David, maybe we could start with, with how did this um, kind of come about in your life where you, you saw the power of developing relationships uh, beyond just teeth? Well, that's a good question. And, you know, first I'd like to start and, and um, I appreciate being included in, in these mini mentors. You have so many great, great mentors. And the fact that I'm on that list, even though I was probably the last one chosen, I, I, <laughs> I really appreciate that. Um, you know, you asked me earlier, what am I really, really, really good at? And it's like, or the best at, and I, I don't think I'm the best at anything, but developing relationships has always been really important to me. And, and you know, I think it's, um, you know, something I got from my mom that people in your lives that mean a lot to you and you have a great relationship with are people that are going to change your life. And so relationships for me are about listening to others and, and caring about their life as much as you, the influence they're going to have on your life. And I think this whole COVID-19 thing is, is really a test of how strong our relationships are. You know, you're a good example. You know, you, you would leave in the morning, come home in the afternoon, your daughters would be doing homework and probably go on YouTube, right? And now you're forced to be with them, you know, you know hours a day, whether it be your spouse, whether it be your children, um, whether it be a family member. And I think it's going to come out where people are going to realize they, they wish they had better relationships with these people or that they have awesome relationships that they'll treasure forever. Yeah, you know, Crown Council is a really good example of relationships that are important to me. Some of my best friends in my life are Crown Council members, yet I only see them one weekend a year. And it's it's the strength in those relationships that just keep a bond together, and it's awesome. And you know, when I see people that I haven't seen in a year, and it's just like almost as if I saw them yesterday, and, and you know, there's no skip in the beat of our friendship and the way we care and feel about each other. I mean, that's heartwarming. That, that changes my life. David, what, what would you say if, 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 uh, if we can jump right into it? Um, let's say establishing a, in a, a relationship with, with a patient of yours. I mean, what would you say are the key elements here in, um, in, in a listener saying to themselves, okay, well, well, I treat teeth. Um, you know, how can I transform that into a, a relationship-based business? 
Well, I think that's, you hit it on, you hit the nail on the head in that I think too many dentists walk into the operatory and their patient is a tooth or is a teeth or a bridge or an implant. You know, that's who that patient is. And lots of times, you know, I think dentists, if, if they were with one of their team members or vice versa, and they said, you know, Susie Williams, they'd say, oh yeah, tooth number two, remember that was a problem? It's like, wait a minute, how come Susie Williams is tooth number two and not the fact that, you know, her daughter just won the spelling bee and her husband got a promotion and they just bought it, I mean, whatever it is, right? And, and I think it's our duty as dentists. If you want a, a profitable practice and a successful practice, and I don't, profitable and success is not necessarily money driven, it's more about do you have passion for going to work in the morning? Do you enjoy being in your office? To me, that's success and that's profitable because instead of monetary profits, you're gaining um, a relationship profit, right? It, it, which is huge for me. And I think as, you, as these docs walk into the operatory, that's Susie, Susie Williams. You know, that's not a tooth. That's not even a tooth you're going to fix. It's not even that she's in pain and you're going to get her out of pain. Is you're you're going to have a relationship and a friendship with that person and again to get them out of pain it's not really about the pain it's about enhancing their life and changing their life because they're miserable right now and i think patients can sense when especially with treatment plans and we do a lot of big cases they can sense are are you trying to sell the treatment plan for for yourself meaning now we get a bonus in the month and we can make our boat payment or are we treatment planning based on them and their health. And I think patients can sense when people are sincere and people can fake that or they can really be sincere. And, and I think that if you walk into, a, into an operator, and I hope my patients sense this, <clears throat> is that they can, they can sense it. I'm there for them. I'm not there for me doing something dental related. And my team members the same way, you know, as I go over my consultations, my team members just sitting there saying, man, Dr. Hunter really cares about this person. And I think that's so valuable. And, and how do you think, um, uh, what, what do you do different that would show uh, that? I mean, um, I know sincerity is a, is a tough a skill. You know, it's not really a skill. It's more of a characteristic. Uh, you know, what, what would a doc, how would he start? How would a doctor start? Um, to 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 build a relationship better yeah you know i I think the most important thing is to put yourself in the patient's shoes and and, you know every single new patient that comes in and you know every patient that i see you know my statement is is always if i was looking in the mirror instead of in your mouth or i was looking at my own x-rays instead of yours knowing what i know this is what i want to do for myself and i'm not going to offer you any treatment other than what i think I would do for myself and you know it's it's about empathy and it's about caring and and really putting yourself in that patient's shoes why 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 did they choose you you know did they come in because they they got a consult or they got a recommendation from another dentist did they just happen to see your website did they see an ad and you know did they drive by and see your you know your office logo on the front of the building whatever it is it's we need to make sure that that patient feels that you are there for them. And I think it's getting to know these patients too. You know, the first 10 minutes of my consult is all, all about what do you like to do for fun? How long have you been in San Diego? Where were you before? Have you tried this place? Have you tried this place? 
And even if we have to take notes and we have a note section in our chart where when I see that patient a second time or I call that patient at night to welcome to the practice saying, you know, how are your new puppies doing? You know, you, you said you were going to go snowboarding last weekend. How was it? Because that's, that's different than how does your tooth feel that it worked yesterday? And you know, I always tell people that we're set up for success by physicians because physicians do not listen. Huh. Patients are, are used to us not listening, quite frankly. We have a white coat. We don't listen because we're a doctor, right? And, you know, we've all been into a medical office, you know, and you go in, let's say I got a cut on my foot. And I go to the front desk and I say, I'm here, here today. And I see the doctor and she says, why are you here? And I say, well, I, I cut my foot. Okay, great. Then the nurse comes, gets me and puts me in the treatment room and says, so why are we here today? And I, I just want to think to myself, go ask that lady up front. Because what if it was a long story? It wasn't just, I cut my foot. What if it was a long story? I don't want to repeat myself. You know, and then the nurse practitioner comes in and says, so why are we here today? At that point, it's just like, dude, but why aren't you guys listening? And then the physician comes in and says, so what can I do for you today? And I just want to, you know, stand up, wring his neck and say, why don't you listen to those other three people? And I think the general public and our patients have kind of desensitized themselves from having a personal relationship with people that take care of their health. And, and I think we as dentists have a huge opportunity to change that. Is to say, you know what? Yeah, let's talk about your teeth, but let's talk about you first. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. Let's get to know each other as people so that you trust me and you care about me and you like me. And then if we need to do treatment, you'll accept treatment because you trust me. Nice. And um, I've been around you a, a few times now uh, and seen the way that you communicate and create a relationship um, with your uh, ceramist. And it, it's, it, it's uh, intriguing, different, but then at the same time, uh, it, it's, it's common sense, you know, uh, the way that you interact. Maybe share uh, how that relationship works, how you build it and how you foster how you communicate with your lab and and um, and the people you work with at Utah Valley Dental Lab. Yeah, that's a good question. And I appreciate you noticing that because I, I have an awesome relationship with my ceramist. And, you know, it started in me caring about them and them caring about me, right? And, and you know, I, I use as my relationship with Josh, which is my ceramist at Utah Valley. It's, it's really a marriage. You know, you and your wife are working together to provide an environment for your children, right? And, and the product is your, is your children and their morals and their ethics and the environment that, that they live in. And you and your wife are developing that, right? And that's a team. And if we look similarly and use a similar analogy where our product is a happy patient, I'm not even gonna say a restoration, a happy patient. You know, they say, well, this feels good, looks good, changed my life, whatever it is, right? And that product, is a result of two people that have a relationship just like you and your wife and so the ceramist and i we need to get to know know each other we need to become friends we need to understand what drives each other you know if i didn't have a ceramist that was passionate about every single little tooth he made i, I couldn't i couldn't use that ceramist i could never develop a relationship that was with someone that wasn't passionate about what they do for a living on a daily basis and it, you know, when, when Josh and Josh and I text, in fact, he texted me earlier this morning and asked what kind of tequila I was drinking this weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but since I'm in Mexico, uh, 
you know, it wasn't anything. He didn't even text, hey, I got this case in front of me. You know, I'm worried about the bite or something like that. And even when we, when, when we do a case together, he'll, he'll text me and he'll say, was the patient happy? That's a different conversation than did everything go in okay and fit? Right. Right. I mean, that's a totally different conversation. And it's because we're both passionate about that final product. And that's that, that happy patient. And, you know, there's a lot of amazing ceramics out there that I can never have relationships with because we just don't think the same. And I think whether it be a young dentist or a dentist who's been in practice 40 years, it doesn't really matter. That relationship and nurturing that relationship is as important as any other relationship because of the product. And again, the product is a happy patient. And, you know, that, and your whole team can sense that. I mean, the team knows that I, that I dig my ceramics and that we're great friends and, and he wants to please me as much as I want to please him with, with good dentistry. If I send him crummy dentistry, you know, that's giving him a message that says, hey, you know what, he's not as passionate as he used to be or as I thought he was. So maybe I don't need to be either. And, and as a word of advice or, or as a mentor to, to those looking at their own relationships with their, you know, their lab, their ceramist, where does that begin? How, how do you start fostering a better work, you know, better communication with who you work with? Well, that, if, if you've never had a relationship with, let's use Utah Valley as an example. So you've heard they were good, but you don't but you, you don't really know anyone yet, right? And you may have seen their cases. And lots of times it's, you know, you're looking at a lecture, you're looking at a journal, um, you see a case, say, wow, that's beautiful. So the artistic side, and the clinical side meets my criteria of excellence. But is it a good person, right? Um, I, I would actually interview that ceramist and let them interview me. And I would say, hey, listen, now Utah Bow is a good example. I would call Kent, who manages a lab, and I'd say, listen, I want someone that, that you know wouldn't mind coming in on a Saturday afternoon if need be to fix a case for me that needs to come out Monday or someone that may stay later or someone that that will go to a continuing education course with me if, if there's a philosophy I want involved and he would say you know what you should you know these two people meet that criteria because some of them wouldn't right and then I would actually interview him and I would just call you know if I started this relationship again I would call Josh and say hey Josh I've seen some of your work I'll tell you, it's absolutely beautiful. You're obviously very good at what you do, but I want a relationship. I want someone I can text. I want someone that 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 I can ask about their kids and, and that remembers my kids' names, right? Because it is this personal relationship. And I think interviewing and let them interview you. You know, it, the problem with dentistry has always been, you know, we're the doctor. We went to dental school. So we stand on this pedestal and we give orders to people and, and one of those people that we give orders to is has traditionally been our ceramist. And it's, it's really unfortunate that exists because some of the best knowledge, especially how dentistry is changing the materials and how we can utilize these new materials to get a better product and a happy patient, it should come from your ceramist. And, you know, I got a text from Josh early, earlier this week said, Hey, I just got a new ceramic furnace. It's awesome. And I was like, dude, do I really need to know that? No, I don't. <laughs> but, but I'm excited for him because he's really excited about it. And I, I just think the fact that he sat there and looked at that furnace and said, you know who would like to hear about this? David would like to hear about this because he knows it makes me happy. And that's the kind of relationship that, that you should have. Very cool. Hey, um, 
uh, I, I've interviewed the two of you together in a, in a mentor of the month uh, where we sat down and, and I think that he, you know, he feels the same way. It's, it's a, it is a relationship um, which is cool, you know, rather than, well, this is a doc that I've never met. He just feeds me cases and doesn't care. Um, I, the way I've seen it is that um, it, it's a two-way road and that, that's kind of how it works is, is you give, you take, he gives, he takes. Uh, and that is the real difference that I've seen uh, with the two of you. Yeah, I, I remember that. That was fun. Um, you know, the, the other thing that I would do, there's there's a lot of excellent dentists that use Utah Valley that have never met their ceramics. And, you know, I've even been some of the courses and I say, oh, yeah, you use Clint. Have you met Clint? Nope. You know what he looks like? Nope. nope. I have no idea. And I think, what? <laughs> You're developing a product to change someone's life and you've never met this person i mean i realize it you know if you're in new york and they're in salt lake that's a problem but with zoom and facetime i mean the first thing i would do i, I would call the ceramics and say hey, can we do it do a facetime just so that you see how ugly i am and i see how good looking you are <laughs> and, and we have a relationship because you know as josh is working on teeth for me i want him to visualize me right that he sends and i look at for the first time i want him to visualize a smile on my face what do i what do i what do i look like when i'm pleased with something that that has enhanced our relationship does that make sense it does very good well uh as, as we wrap up here david maybe in the next five minutes is there anything that you can think of uh, from a relationship building standpoint with with a patient or with a team member uh with your lab that would be you know, necessary or, or what you feel is, is critical for someone to walk away from listening to this, uh, that, that you would say you should start here and, and be sure you're doing this. Well, I, I think number one is passion. And, and, you know, we all talk about that a lot, but you got to be passionate about what you do. And, you know, when I walk into, cause I am passionate about dentistry and you've seen me, um, I've been practicing now 30, three and a half years. God, it's hard to believe that. Um, and I'm still, I'm more passionate about it today than I was yesterday or 20 years ago. <clears throat> and I think as we walk in and we meet our patient or we talk to him on the phone or in our morning huddle, I think everyone around us needs to sense that I love what I do and I'm passionate about it because, you know, it's, it's different if you like something or even if you love something, because we throw that around all the time too. It's right. Like I love your shoes. I love your jacket, you know, nice bike. I love it. it you, you know, but we don't say, Hey, sort of, I'm passionate about your new mountain bike, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. And so it's got a different connotation. <clears throat> and I think the people around us can sense that. And I think when I walk into the operatory and I talk to my patient, they can say, wow, this, this person is passionate about what he does. And he, he is passionate about the product he's going to deliver me. So I trust him. And, and I think that's huge. And our, again, our team can sense that. My relationship with Josh in Utah Valley, they can sense that. You know, I have a quote, and you've seen all my quotes over the years, but one of them is enthusiasm equals credibility. And I think when you're passionate about something and you're enthusiastic, you know, if I, if I walk into the, the operator and say, Stuart, you, you won't believe some of the stuff we're doing right now. I mean, it's so exciting. It's so cool what we can do in situations we couldn't do this before. And if you sense my enthusiasm, it gives me credibility. And I think that's, that's so important because too many clinicians, too many people in life, and we could, we could take this out of dentistry, too many people in life are not enthusiastic about what they're doing and what they're talking about. And, and you lose credibility. Is there a place, David, where your passion comes from? How, how has it grown? 
Well, I think my passion has grown because I've eliminated what I call the undesirables. You know, I, I've tried to interact with people and the dentistry that I do, um, the type of dentistry I do is, is things that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy, right? And, you know, I struggled with that early in my career because, you know, I was a patient to everybody and I did everything. I did dental, dental school dentistry. And, you know, I didn't like dentures. I didn't like removable. I, I didn't like endo. I didn't like doing dentistry on kids. I didn't like Mrs. Smith because I thought she was mean, but I kept him in my practice and I'd go home the next day, you know, at the end of the night. It's like, that wasn't really that much fun. And I'd look at the schedule tomorrow and there's Mrs. Jones again. I think, you know what, tomorrow's not going to be fun either. And so the first thing I did was eliminate my undesirables. And so, you know, I looked at the schedule and yeah, it still work and still everything doesn't go perfectly. But I think, you know what, this is a great way to make, make a living. And so eliminate the undesirables and find those things that, that, you know, it put sparkles in your eyes, right? You look at your schedule or you look at, um, something that you're doing in dentistry and you think, wow, how cool is this? And people around you, if they could see you at that moment at what you're thinking, you'd have a sparkle in your eye. And I think that's important because when you lose that sparkle and that passion, I mean, it's hard to move forward from there um, because people can sense that. Yeah. Very good. Well, David, as we wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to include or, or, uh, I think or so. I, I take up all the time and, and I appreciate being interviewed. And I just hope everyone in the crown council is staying healthy and I don't know when we're going to get back to work, but hopefully we will. I'm excited about getting back to work. Um, I was talking to you earlier when we weren't recording. I don't think we were recording. I'm down in Mexico about 40 minutes South of the border and, and the beaches are still open. So I'm surfing about every other day and taking my dog on long walks and, some of the restaurants are, are kind of open. Um, but I was thinking this, this kind of uh, is, is reminiscent of what my retirement is going to look like. And I thought, this isn't so bad, you know. But at the same time, you know, as you know, I love dentistry. So this is one of the first times I probably struggled in my life when I thought, this is really, really fun not to do dentistry. But at the same time, I miss dentistry. I, I need to get back and and, and get back into the things I'm passionate about. So I just hope everyone's safe, healthy, and hopefully we'll get back to work soon. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, everybody feels the same way. I, I probably should have added some context to why we were doing this, you know, with the date, that it's April 24th, 2020, right in the middle of kind of this lockdown uh, with COVID-19. Um, but we're, we're grateful yeah. that we're, you know, producing, um, you know, some things that can hopefully better Crown Council docs as they listen to you and, and make a change as we're, we're ramping in to get back to work. So uh, grateful for you, David, grateful for what you give to the Young Dentist Program and, and everybody in the group. You're a great mentor and uh, grateful for you. Well, I appreciate that. You know, one thing I'm going to add to that, and, and you can shut me up, is, you know, this is a good time to text or call some other Crown Council members, people that you enjoy at the annual meeting. You know, I've gotten several texts from people who just said, Hey, I'm just checking in. Hope you're doing all right. It's like, yeah. man, I haven't seen, I only see them once a year and they're texting me. <laughs> they care, right? Yeah, it does. It's a great message to share. Uh, just even that small uh, act of connection. So great advice. Well, thanks, David. I'll let, I'll let you go. I appreciate you being on and hopefully we'll connect again soon. So be safe. Tell the girls I said hi. Thank you. Okay.